Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Sister Element. I'm Heather. I'm Becky. And today, for our 10th episode, we are going to play The Sisterhood Game, which is like the newlywed game. But since we're sisters, it's not going to be gross. Right. None of those kinds of questions, Mm because I don't want to know. That's no, not no, we're not going to ask those questions. Anyway, (laughs) we will also be talking about a movie because we like movies and we reviewed a couple in the past or not really reviewed them, but, you know, gave our thoughts and opinions. I guess it's kind of a review. Kind of. I I mean, why not? I don't know. They've been out for a while, so it's not like hopefully we haven't swayed your opinion as to whether or not you should or should not watch these. But we're going to review Mean Girls. Yes. We're talking about Mean Girls because it's a cultural phenomenon. It is. And I still, even after watching it, I'm not 100% sure why, but we'll talk about it later. But first, we're going to play the sisterhood game. And I have voluntold my husband to help us. And so he is going to be our wonderful and handsome host. And I am biased when I say this. He's going to ask us the questions. So welcome to the show, Wilson. Hi, Wilson. Hey, guys. How's it going? First Good. time caller? Long time <laughs> listener? No, not really. <laughs> you haven't even listened to any of them. <laughs> oh, shame on you, Wilson. I know. Mom listens know. to the episodes. <laughs> I know. I'm slacking. Tisk. I think he hears me talk enough that he's like, I don't know that I need to listen to you talk all the time. No, John has told me that listening to the podcast is sometimes like when you come over to visit and we're just chatting and he's in the next room and we're talking, but he's not really listening. He said that that happens sometimes. (laughs) Thanks. Definitely see that, yeah. (laughs) So he just has it on his background noise. <laughs> Rude. Also, if uh, if any of you notice a difference in our general sound today, it's because Becky and I are actually, for once, in the same room. I know. I see her eyeballs, like, for realsies. What? <laughs> <laughs> so we banished Wilson to the other room because too much no sound in one space. Yeah. It's not a uh, room made for podcast recording. We're in Heather's game room in her house. As you can tell, if you can see, I've got my marker circling this game. and Yeah, we've got some apples to apples and Cards Against Humanity and Spymaster and Quiddler and other games up behind Becky there. Lord of the Rings Risk. You can't see them on the camera, though. You can. I can see it on mine. It's oh, right here. I can't <laughs> see it. <laughs> anyway all right so should we start right. the game yeah so we're so gonna write our time. answers on a notepad and we're gonna flip it up so wilson you're gonna have to call it maybe heather why don't you go over the rules real, real quick so everybody just knows just in case people were not like us and watched the game show network right so those who are not old school game show geeks like uh we are apparently The way that the newlywed game works, or in this case, the sisterhood game, is the host asks one of the partners a question. They write it down. They write down their answer. And then the other person then has to guess what that person wrote. So you might say, Becky, 
what was the biggest fight that you and other uh, you and Heather ever had about? And Becky writes it down, and then I say, "Oh, it was about the time that fill in the blank, whatever." I think not what I think our biggest fight was, but what I think Becky thought our biggest fight was about, and that's just a "how well do you know how the other person thinks" kind of question. All right, are we ready to play? Yes. All right, so. Let's go with the first question for, I guess, for Heather. What is Becky's favorite season of the year? Becky's favorite season. Wait, so I don't write it down. You don't write it down. I write, and then you have to guess what I wrote. Okay, so I'm. I, what's Becky's favorite season? Yes. Okay. I feel like I should write down my actual answer and then reveal it. Maybe. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Okay. There's lots of dead air time going on here. That's okay. 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 I have my I have my answer to reveal. All right. I'm not sure why Heather's taking so long to write down the answer. <laughs> well, because I didn't want you to just hear how many uh, letters I wrote down, so then be able to guess what I wrote based on the letters that I wrote. Oh. So I was drawing pictures. Okay, so <laughs> what is my favorite time of year? I I think it is fall, as far as the season. And before Becky reveals her answer, I want to explain why I think this. Okay, go. I think this is because okay. Becky hates the heat of the summer and the cold of the winter and the pollen of the spring. So fall is the default. Also, fall is when Halloween happens. That's, that is my guess. It's a fair guess, because I do love Halloween. I love Halloween. And right now, like I say the Halloween say the word Halloween and the song This is Halloween this is starts Halloween. going in. Okay, well we can't we can't we can't sing because now we're All gonna right, have copyright some... issues. I can <laughs> sing two lines. It's fine. It's fine. There goes the podcast. Thanks, Heather. Sorry. <laughs> Don't sue us, Disney. Yeah, like I love Disney too much. We can't do that. <laughs> anyway, okay. But it's wrong. Oh, Pacific Northwest summer. All right. Well, that's, uh, that's fair. So not my answer is a Pacific Northwest summer, not a Ridgecrest summer. <laughs> that is fair. That is 100% fair because Ridgecrest summer is awful. Yeah. You sweat because you exist. I don't care if you're inside. Did I like you... that you drew a pumpkin. I drew leaves and a pumpkin because fall. So, <laughs> but yeah, so I prefer to drink iced coffee okay. over hot coffee. Typically, I don't usually drink iced coffee at home, though. I, I prefer to drink hot coffee. I drink hot coffee in the middle of summer. I mean, I drink hot coffee all the time, but I, you know, I don't do the pumpkin spice anything. I don't should necessarily like to be bundled up. I want to dress like it's summer all the time. That's why Pacific Northwest summer, not Ridgecrest summer. Also, like I'm allergic to Ridgecrest. Like I have allergies all year round. So, right. It's bad. Anyway. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. So next question will be for Becky. Between the two of you, who cries more during movies? Do we have an age range and genre? Well, I would no. think now at the moment is our age range. Oh, now? Yeah, Let's go with that, yeah. Do we have a genre or just in general? 
No genre, just in general, yeah. Okay. Who cries more at Pixar movies? Because they make it, everybody cry. I think, yeah, I think it just Pixar in general. <laughs> in general. Mm. Who's Becky going to say? Okay. I'm ready. <clears throat> Sorry, that was some dead air there, guys. <laughs> I can't write and talk at the same time, otherwise I'll write what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, My answer is me. Because is this I, backwards to you? No, I can read it just no. fine. Me, because okay. I cry about everything now. Is that what that says at the bottom? Yeah. And then I said, shrug. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I also put Becky with a picture of a crying face. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. I cry when, like, a dog gets adopted. I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. Oh, that was such a great. I we were watching the freaking National Geographic, and the elephant died, and I was like, <laughs> "Yeah." No, like ten years ago, I think it was me. Yeah, that's why I asked age range. I was like, "Where are we going with this?" Because ten years ago, Heather would have cried. Me now, I cry all the time. <laughs> yeah, of course, ten years ago, I like was pregnant so that was <laughs> this doesn't count pregnant women cry at everything that doesn't count okay you still would have cried regardless of being well, pregnant 12 years ago i would have cried how about that yeah anyway all right all right next question for heather what is becky's favorite theme for her birthday favorite theme for her birthday yeah. um do I like know my a, favorite theme for my birthday? Like the, her That's favorite, a very good question. <laughs> her favorite theme for every birthday party she's had thus far, or just her favorite like her birthday dream, party? Her dream birthday party. Dream birthday, birthday party theme. Oh. Mm. Do you know? Me? No. Yeah. Uh, There's so many different right. things that you could go for. <laughs> Okay, I have written an answer. And now I'm going to draw pictures to go with it. Okay, I've got my answer. All right, Heather, what is Becky's dream favorite theme, birthday theme? I think she just had her dream birthday theme and it was a Mad Hatter tea party. That is a very good option, but... My answer is oh. <laughs> Disney villains versus princesses. Villains is A-I-N. Oops. Whatever. <laughs> Hold and on. You just learned that Becky can't spell. <laughs> <laughs> I was writing quickly and under pressure. I squeezed in a little tiny Russia. Eye. You're going to get us in trouble with everyone. Stop it. <laughs> Heather's trying to get us sued by everyone. And both of these things I like, which would be, if you don't know under pressure, let me just, I'm going to tangent. You're ask where you've been. Starters, where have you been? Secondly, tangents of, there's a, a very popular opinion or thought that Queen never recorded under pressure with Freddie Mercury. That is not true. They did. It wasn't just with David Bowie. Okay. All right. 
I don't know where people get that idea. The version you hear on the radio has both of them. Well, I have a version that's just Freddie Mercury. I've never heard it with just Freddie Mercury, but the version that you hear all the time is Freddie Mercury and David Bowie. It's just Freddie Mercury. Oh, you do? It's on a, like, special, like, queen collection. Well, so, yeah. Anyway. All right. So. Wait, so are we keeping points? I forgot. I think so far we would have one point. The last question, we both got the same answer, and this one we would not have. Because in the yeah, newly win thing, each couple, every time they their answers agree, they get a point. Oh, so we only have one. Agree. Okay. Yeah, so you only have one point. But All my right. answers do show that I know Becky, just not, you know, I don't have the right answer. Yeah, you were close with the Disney tea, Mad Hatter Tea Party. Yeah. yeah. And my reasoning for fall was solid. It yeah. was solid, though. I, if I still lived in Ridgecrest, like what my favorite time of year would be would... Never. <laughs> might be fall i i don't know like it's really hard to tell like if you guys have never been to ridgecrest this particular city or this area of the world is not i don't think it's really meant it's not intended for humans to live there (laughs) really i mean no one did until the 1940s so yeah anyway all right all right so, Becky, which is Heather's favorite Harry Potter book in the series? The book, not the movie. I'm thinking, and I'm staring at her in the eyes. I don't know. I'm just making she sure she know. That's a really good question. Do you know? Mm, I might not. I, mm, I'm torn. <laughs> I've got two in know. mind. So do I. I wonder if they're the same too. I'm gonna write both. Write them both down. Yeah, write them both down. I'm ready. All right, I'm almost ready. I've gotta gotta finish his messy hair real quick. Okay. All right, so Becky. Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix or the Half Blood Prince or both. All right. Well, my answer was Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince or the Order of the Phoenix with a picture of Harry, you know, in his messy hair and all that. I got, well, this part isn't. There you go. Yeah, I got the lightning bolt, the glasses, and the Deathly Hallows. So that's not until Harry (laughs) Potter and the Deathly Hallows. Yes. (laughs) But those are my top two. I think Half-Blood Prince edges out Order of the Phoenix, but mm, it's I did it in chronological order. Okay, okay. But those are my top two. Oh, all right. So, do we get a point? Yes, I'll give you the point. Yay! Two points. All right. Uh, Heather, what is Becky's biggest pet peeve? I don't even have a picture for this one. I'm just just writing. I've got it. (laughs) Ready? Ready. (laughs) Loud chewing. I see Heather's. I can't see Becky's. <laughs> loud chewing. Loud chewing. Okay. <laughs> yes. That, I, there was no hesitation there. I was like, oh, I know what Becky's biggest pet peeve is. People chew too loud. 
horrible. <laughs> like, I didn't even have a picture. I'm like, what do I draw for that? Teeth? I'm no, not done. You, you can't <laughs> draw somebody chewing with their mouth open. <laughs> I think that is probably one of the worst sounds. Like, I I understand, like, some people just can't help it. Wilson. <laughs> and I understand, like, there's this idea around like family dinners which is a great idea and i think you know if that works for you but it does not work for me because if there's not some sort of conversation or <clears throat> background noise some sort of something to drown out the chewing sounds becky goes insane yeah it's the <laughs> you gotta pull a steak knife and a fork away from her I'm not going to stab people. It's just... She'll just want to. Yeah. yeah. There might you be... You might stab the table. We just got a new table. We did. Yeah, but we eat in the living room so that we can watch TV, which is supposed to be not healthy. But so you I know, can... Family dinners. <laughs> turn. I know, but you and I don't have children to necessarily oh. instill the family dinner value into. <laughs> And I'm just saying constant noise while dinner's going on because they do that. Yes, we watched your daughter for a month. We're aware. Yeah. <laughs> for anyone who's not familiar, go back and listen to that episode. Yeah, it was like two episodes ago. So yeah, you're not that far behind. All right. So that's so next three points, question. right? Yep, yeah. that's three, three points. Okay. All right. This is a question for Becky, I believe now. Yep. What is one food Heather can't live without? What do I think Becky's writing? I Okay, I'm done. Um I'm I'm not. Hang on. Okay. I don't even know mm. how to draw this. I can't even Oh, what food? Mm. I'm trying to think of like what Becky's going to write, what Becky has written about what is a food I can't live without. Because I can think of a few things that I'm like, maybe that's what she put. I'm just going to put the, the first thing that comes come right. that comes to my <laughs> mind. <laughs> it's just, it sounded weird. It's like, no, that's not the right word. I mean, no matter what, that's the wrong word. Yes. <laughs> okay. I don't know. All right. Ready? All right. Oh, do you want me to do mine first? Yes. We both put mashed potatoes. <laughs> I love mashed wow. potatoes. <laughs> it's mashed potatoes because I would have guessed okay, okay. Sushi, but... <laughs> No, mashed potatoes. What did you guess was my answer? Sushi? Yeah, sushi. I love sushi, but you know, if it comes to giving up mashed potatoes or sushi for the rest of my life, I could go without sushi and I'd be sad. But mashed potatoes are just, they're, they're just mashed potatoes. Yeah, no. When we were kids, we would have dinner at our uncle's house every Sunday. And he always, always had mashed potatoes. I mean, almost always. If we had, like, ravioli, he didn't make oh, potatoes yeah, to true. go with it. But. but most of the time, we had mashed potatoes. And 
he Heather would get her mashed potatoes and she would put a hole in it and put the butter in it and then she would make this like mountain and if you've ever seen Close Encounters of the Third Kind <laughs> I was not building Devil's Tower out of my mashed potatoes I was just making a pumpkin with butter melting okay anyway everybody always joked that she was making Devil's Tower <laughs> with the mashed potatoes like Richard Dreyfus does in close encounters of their kind. <laughs> yeah. There was no no uh no close encounters. I've not uh not had a close encounter with an alien. Um no. So that's another point for you guys? Yep. I've lost count how many it is. I think that's four. Four? Yeah, four. Okay. Yep. See, this is my memory is not so great these days. Uh, Heather, what is Becky's guilty pleasure? Becky's guilty pleasure. I don't know. Does she feel guilty about it? Probably not. That's a very good question. <laughs> Wilson, what do you think my guilty pleasure is? I think we should ask him <laughs> after. <laughs> right? I'm sorry. I got to go. <laughs> All right. Um... This is something I know that she she likes. I don't know if it's if she considers it a guilty pleasure, oh. but uh... okay. <clears throat> I think I know what she's writing, but I don't know if this is it. Okay, I, I'm almost done. I'm just making little side notes. Uh oh. Side notes? What do you need side notes for? Are you Instead drawing? of a picture. Instead of a picture, I don't have a picture to go with this, so I just wrote like a little quote. Okay. Okay. I uh her her guilty pleasure is Gilmore Girls Marathons. I'm turning oh. into Emily Gilmore and I don't like it, is my <laughs> quote. <laughs> Some circumstances. It was a quote from Becky at her birthday party. Not at the party. It was after. the after. The after party. Oh. <laughs> Not that we even had an after party. It just turned into the four of us. It was you, John, me, and Wilson, and Michael and Kate. And that's six. Yep. So six. So I guess six me makes a party. I mean, that's plenty of people for me to have a party. Like... The only people that weren't there that were in the house were the kids, and it would have been inappropriate. Well, yeah. Just Rose. No, Laura. Laura. Oh, yeah, you're right. It was Laura was already gone home. Okay, well, then it was just Rose. Anyway, continue telling your story. Do you want me to tell the story? Wait, thank you. What was your I'm answer? Just, I'm just saying Gilmore Girls Marathon. Oh, yeah. Going on Disney vacations. That I do is... not feel guilty about this, nor do I feel guilty about watching Gilmore Girls. Yeah. Oh, my real answer would be my guilty pleasure is probably going to Sephora uh -huh. or to like DSW or something because I really like shoes and makeup products. Though I'm not wearing any right now, but I do have like skincare products on, which you also get at Sephora. Like sure. all of my skincare products, except one thing that I got on i bought as Sephora. did you want me to tell the i'm turning into emily gilmore and i don't like it story not particularly all right we will save that for another time 
<laughs> Maybe, if Becky allows it. For now, you guys will all just have to wonder. <laughs> and those of you who know, <laughs> will know. Procedure. <laughs> also, if you want to know, just get it. <laughs> if you guys want to know, keep tuning in. <laughs> yeah. Someday, someday that story will get told, I'm sure. <laughs> we still have to tell the earthquake story. Yeah. All right. All What's right. the next question? Next question is so, you know, since I'm on here against my will, I'm going to throw John under the bus. So this question is for Becky. Heather's partner, John, Heather's husband, John, is the world's worst blank. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> the world's first blank. <clears throat> Oh, this is this is tough. I have to I have to sleep with him after this. <laughs> I still have That's to live cool. with him. You won't hear this for a few weeks. Unless <laughs> <laughs> he's listening in from upstairs. Uh-oh. True. <laughs> you see a comment here, flip the table. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> oh my goodness, is the world's worst. What? Oh, I, this is hard. Like this is really hard. Um, ah, I'm trying to figure out the best way to say it. Like I have my answer, but I don't know how to say it. It's like um, yeah, I have I have an answer uh, also, but I don't know how to say it. I'm just gonna say he's the worst at. Okay, the worst at. So that's way I can get it. Grammatically correct. Um, okay. John is the world's worst at planning in advance, like months or years. Interesting. I think he's, I, I, I interesting. I said he was the world's worst at waiting for food. Um, <laughs> there's worse. He does get angry. I've, Worked in a restaurant, there's worse. Oh, well, sure. Yeah, he's not rude to wait staff because of it. Uh, <laughs> no, I say that because, like, I was like, hey, I tried to plan a vacation, and he was like, I can't think, that's just too far ahead. I can't think about that. Oh, well, I think that's when when things are so up in the air as they were at that time. It's like, I can't Even make now, plans. I was like, oh, we should do something. He's like, I can't, I can't make that decisions that far in advance. Like, I can't plan that far. Yeah, can't play. I guess oh. I hear him. I hear him stomping around up there. Actually, <laughs> I think that's Rose. Um, no, I think that he's good at planning things, and he's good at like organizing his day. But he has a routine, and anything outside of that routine, he, it's not in his, the forefront of his mind. It's not right there. So he's not great at doing plannings for anything outside of that. I mean, there's, uh, I, again, wouldn't say world's worst, but no, there are definitely You're times. You're trying to come up with something on the fly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, for this sure. I'm like, question. I don't yeah. know. Like, because there are other things, though, where you're just like, okay, so in, you know, in a few years, I'd like to do this. But it, it's not really concrete plans. You're right. It's more just like, this is something that I want to see happen rather than a specific, like, hey, in two years, this is what's going to happen, so what are the plans we need to do? What do we need to do to make it happen? 
Right. So if I were to go to him and say, hey, we should plan this, like we want to go on a vacation. Let's go to Italy in three years. How? Yeah. And he'd be like, that's too far ahead. I can't plan that far in advance. That's, that's exactly what, I'm what he about. would say. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. All right. Next question. So this will be for Heather. Name it, name something that Becky does that she thinks is an annoying habit to others. Something Becky does that she thinks annoys other people? Yeah, like that other people might think is annoying. But isn't necessarily something that annoys people, something she thinks annoys people. Yes. Okay, okay. I think Wilson's been secretly talking to my therapist. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do that if I don't know her contact information. It's in my phone. I don't know. I don't have anything to hide, so I don't care. Except your therapist's phone number, apparently. Well, I don't actually have her phone number saved, to be honest. Okay. Um, Something that she does that she thinks annoys other people. I got my answer. Okay. Okay. I have an answer. You ready? Overthinking things. Talk too much. <laughs> I mean, that's all this podcast is. is overthinking <laughs> and talking too much. Oh, I'm just annoying everyone. <laughs> everyone. The whole audience. We're just like, oh my gosh. Those two. They, they overthink things and they talk too much. I mean, that pretty much describes me, I mean, just, if you were to be like, hey, Becky, could you describe yourself? I'm like, I overthink and I talk too much because I overthink and it just happens to be out loud. <laughs> An external processor. That's what that is. Is that what it's actually called? Yeah. Oh, well, I didn't know it actually had a name, but... um. I also internally process a lot of things too, and then it externally comes out as a panic attack. So, here you go. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. Last question for <laughs> Becky. What is one word that describes Heather? Heather gets the easy ones. How? What? How do I get the easy ones? I've gotten more wrong than you have. <laughs> <laughs> there's only one that I was like well this is clearly the answer and that is what is your biggest pet peeve that I'm like loud chewing <laughs> yeah <laughs> either that or interrupting my sleep Ugh. it's not really a pet peeve with that's just their loud chewing oh god <laughs> I cannot be responsible for my actions <laughs> you throw. I'm sorry what, what was the question we were answering <laughs> What is one word that, that describes you, Heather? Much? What is one? One more time. One word that describes me. Yeah, what is one word that describes Heather? I mean, we kind of just went through what describes you, Becky, so. But that was multiple words. I didn't have to describe Becky in one word. Okay, describe me in one word. She's, like, staring at me. <laughs> Into your soul. All right. One word. There's so many. I have to pick yeah, one. Can, can she do? Can she describe me in like three words or something? I don't know. Sure. 
We'll go with that. That's fine. <laughs> three. We're making it easier. Three. Yeah. Three. It was on the fly too, so give you guys some leniency. Um. <laughs> okay. I have two. I'm trying to think of what the third one should be. Because, like you said, there's there's lots of words I would use to describe myself. I'm just trying to think of. Uh, I mean, I was able to come up with one word to describe Becky on the fly that one time. Uh, do, do tell. I think, yeah, Becky was asking me, like, what's one word that describes her? And I said effervescent. And I think that she asked John L. I did. <laughs> it's because I was asked by my... Uh, the company that was doing the makeup, the hair and makeup for the wedding, how I would describe myself. And I was like, I, I don't know, I'm not that great at describing myself in positive terms. So I asked uh, my people and um, I asked John L and she said effervescent. And I was like, okay. I said effervescent. I asked John L first. And then you said, I asked you and you said effervescent. And I was like, John L said the exact same thing. <laughs> I love that it's it's an obscure word and you both use the same one. Oh, I didn't use it. Wilson and John L did. No, that's what I'm saying. But both I was speaking to Wilson, sorry. Oh. Both you and John L. Wilson and John L used the same word. All right. Well I've got my All answers. Right. Yes. All okay, right. Ready. Okay, I am ready. I put compassionate, ridiculous, and bubbly. All right. I, you know what? I, I will accept those. I uh, appreciate those. I put that I'm nerdy, friendly, and laid back. I put a hyphen, so that's one word, because it's laid back. But Okay. Well, we'll take it, yeah. I mean, I do think that you're nerdy, but I don't... That's not what I think of when I think of, oh, Heather, let's describe Heather. I think your personality isn't necessarily nerdy. You are nerdy, but you as a I don't know. I'm, I'm not describing this very well. <laughs> you're like, you're nerdy, but you're not nerdy. That's, that's what I'm hearing. On this. You're nerdy, but you're not nerdy. You, like, yes, but, like, there's I other... Nerd out, I nerd out about things, but that's not the primary thing you describe would use to describe me. Is that what I'm hearing? No, but I also don't necessarily consider myself to be nerdy, but I know that I am. I, I would consider... I mean, I have a scheduled D&D. &D. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I own Lord of the Rings Risk right behind you there. I own Lord of the Rings Risk, too, and Lord of the Rings Trivial Pursuit. Yeah. And there for a while, you wouldn't even play Lord of the Rings Trivial Pursuit with me because you would never win. That's right. I also uh, know all the words to the Weird Al song, White and Nerdy. So, Or not all of them, but I know most of them. Yeah, I do, too. <laughs> I'm just too right. bright and nerdy. <laughs> Stop, you're going to get us in trouble. <laughs> I tried to cut her off. <laughs> All right. That so ends our how game. many points did we get? Four points. <laughs> Out of ten questions? Out of ten questions. <laughs> Man, we didn't do too great. No. What does that okay. say? Do we need to, like, study and come back? <laughs> you take it however you want. I mean, these were pretty hard questions. And That's true. Pretty and there are plenty, so. yeah, so there were very open-ended questions where it's just like, well, I don't know. I know what I would say about me, but what would you say about me? I don't know. Yeah. I also feel like whatever happened to like, what's Heather's favorite band? I don't know. I don't know either. So that's, that'd be, I'm just saying like, there could be something. 
I don't know. Yes. I just, I, I was remembering like some of the questions in the original newlywed game and some of the ridiculous answers that there were. We should do a different game show. Oh, yeah, we should. I love game shows. Me I love too. games. I do too. Do you think that we should have another game show, Wilson? Yeah, you guys should have another game show, but I will not be your host. Maybe not. We'll see. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Maybe we can get John to be the host next time. Yeah. Goodness. No, this was fun. I enjoyed it. Well, thank you for helping thank us. You. Yes. Thank you, Wilson. All right. You're Take appreciated. Care. Bye. Bye. <laughs> so that was my husband. Yes. I got water on my glasses. How did you do that? It on, splashed out of the cup. On your brand new glasses. I know. So pretty. It's very strange seeing them on my face still. I'm getting used to it. Yeah. It's always weird like when I get new glasses and I look at myself, I'm like, oh, these ones are different. These are, I don't know how I feel about these yet. The ones that I have on right now, I put them on and I was like, no, nah, these are good. I like them. But the ones I had before this, I still have. I'm an optician. I have six pairs of glasses and th one more currently and two more on their way that are waiting for lenses. Nice. So maybe yeah. it needs to work for an optometrist and yeah. you know, do that. I'd have to find one. And as long as I don't have to talk to people really that much, that does make it a lot uh, harder. I couldn't really do my job without talking to people. It's kind of a just, core component. It's not necessarily that I don't like talking to people. It's that I don't want to talk to people that are going to be, that potentially might be mean to me. Some people are like incredibly rude and mean. Uh, most people though are fantastic. You know, you get, get those people who specifically come in and they're like, I want to see you because you did a great job and you remember my style and you know, you, you know, I like having those kinds of interactions. And then there are, you know, the ones that mm, it feels like no matter what you do, they will never be happy. And yeah, it's learning to just let that be what it is and say, hey, it's not, it's not personal. They're having a bad day for some reason. And I I do everything I can to alleviate that, and sometimes it doesn't work. But yeah, that sounds nice, though. Yeah, I love where I work. I love my job. It's great. Well, all of your coworkers that I've met thus far have been very nice. Yeah, I think you've met pretty much all of them. Yeah, unless there's one that's hiding somewhere that I've not met. Mm. I've not met any kind of like janitorial staff they are like a service that we hire to come in on the weekends so i haven't met them it's, oh all right then yeah um so but there's you probably haven't met jeremiah who comes in and helps out with just whatever we need every once in a while that's my boss's husband hmm. or not husband partner they've been together for a long time but they're not married eh. yeah all right should we yeah. talk about mean girls yes let's talk 
uh, the, speaking of my office, uh, every week on Wednesdays, we wear pink. Like the whole office, we got everybody on board uh, to, to wear pink on Wednesdays. Except Jeremiah, he if he comes in on Wednesdays, he will not be wearing pink. I don't think he owns any pink. Well, <laughs> pink's not for everyone. Right. <laughs> so I'm just going to start with the opening or just a continuing theme throughout the movie. The school buses need to slow the shit down. <laughs> what are you doing driving that fast? By a school. Right? Yeah. Like, what? Uh, yeah, that, that thing. I was like, wait, how did that happen? <laughs> Why was the school bus going that fast? Yeah. In front of the school. But so just first takeaway, why is there a school bus driving that fast by a school? Right. It'd be one thing if it was out on the highway, but yeah. right in front of the school? Come on. Fire that bus driver. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. So um, as far as the actual, you know, movie is concerned, other than the school bus. I think it's hilarious that that's your first takeaway. It's just like. It's within the first, like few minutes of the movie it was just like why why is this your primary takeaway it's like they drop her off at school and she almost gets hit by a school bus because driving super fast well right and then you know regina george <laughs> well yeah and then those three new plastic girls at the end get yeah almost hit by a bus anyway so three separate times that's what i'm saying it happens right at the beginning of the movie. So starting from the beginning, school is needs to slow the fuck down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Going into the plot of the film. <laughs> uh, so many thoughts. Yeah, it's like a, a movie about toxic femininity, and then we're gonna go with school bus drivers need to slow down. <laughs> well, safety first. <laughs> I mean, he, I've never experienced anything like that in high school. Middle school, absolutely. High school, no. Not to that extent. No, not not in high school. I think most of the movie tropes about high school i did not experience or witness though the football players were not mean bully jocks they were generally like pretty chill people and like i did not hear of anybody getting beat up by the football players mm -mm. no like it was not a thing that happened at our school i don't know if this is the thing that it let us know if this is a thing that happened at your school because that's, I don't know where these these writers went to school. I don't know. Because, yeah, like, maybe we just, other high schools were like this and ours wasn't. I don't maybe know. at the time that we went, I don't know. But I, I don't recall, like, in my year, were there any high school football players that were the jerks? Mm. No. I did Not necessarily, like... I didn't like them necessarily. Like they weren't necessarily nice, but they didn't, they weren't mean to me. And I was like, I, I don't recall really anyone being mean to me. Right. I recall one specific person 
who was very mean to me, but it was looking back was an issue of I was becoming good friends with her best friend. And I think she was feeling insecure and feeling like I was taking her spot in the circle. And so was making sure that I was getting edged out. And, um, and so there, like, that is, I guess, kind of along the lines of mean girls. Like that is, yeah. I, I experienced that once with one person and then left that group and never experienced that kind of toxicity with anybody else that I hung out with. I'm trying to think, like, I only had an experience where one person told me, you know, she'd be my friend all throughout middle school. And then she told me that I was becoming more like you, actually, Heather. And I said, well, I don't see that as a bad thing she didn't well she bought into like the clicky whatever thing you know the high school click problem Uh oh we were having technical difficulties you were talking about that there was one person who bought into the whole high school clicks idea that thought that i was you were turning into me yes so her whole desire uh, she wanted to be very popular she wanted everybody to like her. I didn't care. Like, I was, I think we talked about it in the past. Like, I was very much like a Daria kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I think a lot of people who strive for popularity forget that the way to actually be popular, for people to genuinely like you, is to be a genuinely likable person. And then you're you're popular because people like you versus the people like in the mean in mean girls the plastics people don't like them people envy them and that's not the same thing yes but i think that girls of that age get that confused popular must mean they want to be me yeah popular means enviable popular means uh, influencers tend to be people that you want to be like but not necessarily somebody that you want to be friends with Anyway, so in today's terminology, she would have wanted to be an influencer, and she wasn't, and she wasn't going to be. Anyway, she didn't like that I was hanging out with the drama nerds, and uh, her, I guess, well, I didn't like the people that she was hanging out with. They were not nice people. Right. So, yeah, I mean, then I just stopped hanging out with him. Yeah. Honestly, everything that I predicted that if she continued hanging out with these people that would happen to her did happen. So, hey, there weren't good things. Right. And I think it's something just kind of to take away from from that is remembering that the people that look like they've got their whole life together, that they've got everything that, you know, anyone could ever want, usually have other shit going on that no one else knows about. They've got, you know, they're insecure in their in their status. If there's only room for one person at the top, that person's always afraid that someone's going to kick them off that spot at the top. Yeah. And I like Regina, they, they never really went into, like, why was she so mean to everyone? Not really, no. I mean, they kind of got into her mom, obviously, was not a great mom yes. <laughs> um, and I mean, you could say that maybe she got her narcissism from her mom and yeah i'll try to relive her youth through her daughter right 
you know, and you're sitting there going, where's her dad? Where's the, you know, like, there's, there's some home life issues going on there in Regina's life. Um, and uh, yeah, there's, it's not, she, she has no respect for her mother. She's not like, oh, my mom is a cool mom. Because if her mom was actually a cool mom, there would be other things going on. Like, you know, yeah. the cool mom is the one that your friends come over to your house to hang out because your mom's going to treat them like their own kid. You know, that your mom's, their mom is not going to put up with your crap, but their mom's also going to bake you cookies and, you know, welcome you whenever you're having a bad day. Like, hey, come on, let's talk about it. Like a mom who treats your friends like they're, you know, they're her own kids. That's a cool mom. That's the people that everybody wanted to go over to their house. Yeah. Houses where the mom had no rules because they wanted to be liked? No. no. <laughs> that just seemed desperate. Yeah, like Regina doesn't seem to have the best home life. So we could say maybe that's why she's mean to people is because she has like a superficial home life. She's not, other than having a, a roof over her head, she has no there's no boundaries in her house. She gets whatever she wants. So she, that is what she expects everywhere else. Right. You know, she, she has, again, it, she is someone that people envy because she has nice things. She's got this beautiful bedroom, and, you know, all the nicest stuff, the best clothes. But what, what does she really have? Whereas Katie's parents are involved in her life they care about what's going on with her they have boundaries and their and expectations about this is acceptable behavior and this isn't acceptable behavior we expect you to be an honest decent person whereas regina's mom just expects her to be cool and fun and liked yeah tell her the 411 yeah. or yeah. whatever it what's is she says us? i don't what's yeah <laughs> The hot, she just wants the hot goss, the uh, the tea. If it was today, uh, yeah. Which I like, in, as far as terminology is concerned, I'd rather someone say "what's the tea" or "spill the tea" rather than "hot goss." I don't understand that. I never have. It's short Ooh. for gossip. I understand sense. that it's short for gossip. It just seems strange. Like if you're gonna say the word, just say the word. <laughs> no. But I think like. Tina Fey's character is good and funny. I mean, it's Tina Fey, yeah. but um, and relatable. Yes, very much. Like she's just trying to do her best, and sometimes she's really awkward, and sometimes she's really great. I'm sorry. Who hasn't tried to like take off their sweater? I don't care if it's wet or not, and then accidentally like their in shirt gets stuck to the inside of their sweater, and they're like trying to get undressed, and they like take the top layer off and accidentally take the whole thing off yeah um generally you don't do it in front of a classroom of students true but like but whatever beverage coffee was spilled on her right no i'm just saying like it's happened to everybody she just happened to have it happen in front of a classroom of her students and a fellow teacher that she had a crush on <laughs> this is the principal oh the principal that's right <laughs> yeah or the dean or whomever yeah the, the guy the the administrator <laughs> And then, um, but yeah, but like at the end, well, I don't want to skip to the end quite yet, but like she's trying to also impact her students' lives. 
Mm -hmm. which I think is also something that generally students want. I can think of at least three teachers that I had in high school that they didn't care about their students. They cared, they wanted the coaching job, but you know, we're in a public school system. They didn't have teachers and then coaches. You're, you know. Right. There were coaches that were also PE teachers or history teachers or yeah. whatever, which is most schools. It always seems that high schools, history teachers are not history nerds. They're not people who are like, oh my gosh, so here's why what happened in this war was really exciting and really impacted the way that things are now. They weren't nerds about history. They were jocks who also needed a regular job to do during the day. And uh, I noticed that a lot in high school. And I've heard that from other people as well. I don't know what it is about history specifically. There's never, it's never your physics teacher who is also the basketball coach. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, for me, it was not just like history, like our world geography teacher was. Yeah. I mean, there's tea on that guy that we won't go into. Um, We taught geography and history, depending on what grade you were in. Yeah. And then. um, Because I'm pretty sure we had the same geography teacher. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but they were like, they did not care. Like, I think of my years in high school, my three of my history slash geography teacher, because I don't know, I I don't think freshman year I had history I had or any kind of history I had geography. Yeah. So at our Whatever. School. Anyway, yeah. it was the three of those teachers were coaches at one point in their career. They did not care about the students. One of my history teachers was a complete idiot. Um, I'm like, you clearly didn't read the textbook. Because <laughs> I did. Yeah. Is that the same guy that I had as an econ teacher? Yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. Um, anyway. Yeah, that guy was an imbecile. Um, he would make up financial terms that were not, are not real words. He would like put two real words together and then expect us to define his made up word. Like, no, that's not. No. He didn't make up terms for history, but he talked about like, we'd get wars confused. I'm like, mm, okay, well, you're talking about something else. <laughs> right. Uh, it was weird. Anyway, but it's just, and maybe that's just our, I don't want to say it's our school. I think it's, uh, it's issue a problem everywhere. But at least Tina Fey's character cared. Right. And I definitely had teachers who cared. You know, I had a teacher in high school who noticed like hey you know i had a couple teachers who were like you have the potential to be doing so much more than you are here's you know your tests say you should be here but your work ethic is way down here what's going on or saying hey you used to at the beginning of the year be putting in this much effort and now you're putting in this much effort what's going on and genuinely we're asking about like where are you at? Is there are there issues at home? Is there stuff going on with your mental health? Is there are there things going on that are keeping you from performing at your full potential? Or is there what can I do to help you do your best? And those teachers, I genuinely appreciated. Even if at the moment as a teenager, I'm like, Ugh, 
just I'm just I'm just going through things, okay? Like <laughs> you wouldn't understand. You wouldn't understand me. <laughs> You know, 15-year-old Heather didn't really want people getting involved, but I appreciated when 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 I look back, I go, they were really trying. They were doing what they they should do. They were caring as well as teaching, teaching me about English and caring about what's going on. Yeah. I didn't have anyone like that in high school. But I do really I like her character. And even Lindsay Lohan's character, like, she just got caught up in a situation and learned, like, I messed up, but she took something from it, right? She didn't yes. just say, like, Gretchen at the end, where she's like, oh, it's, not my, like it's not my fault that everybody wants to be like me. Right. She didn't learn a lesson. There was no growth there for yeah. Gretchen. And, and honestly, how who hasn't met those people that you realize you know, you, you run into them later and you're like, you haven't changed at all. And that's not a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, we're not in high school anymore. Why are you still on about this? We're not. Like in their glory years. Quote, right. Unquote. Right. Because yeah, when, most of the time when we say you haven't changed at all, we mean that as a good thing. We're saying, hey, you know, you're still just as sweet. You're just as funny. You're just as passionate as I remember you being. You haven't changed at all. But if someone really hasn't changed at all, that's not cool. Yeah. You're like, you still behave like a 17-year-old. Yeah, that's not good. If you're <laughs> 35 and you still behave like a 17-year-old, we have a problem. Right. Unless you are a very mature 17-year-old. In which case, we still have a problem. Yeah, we still have a problem. A 17-year-old who behaves like a 30-something-year-old is, uh, yeah, there's some problems going on there, yeah. too. That's a, that's They've a been robbed of, of their childhood. In, yes. Yeah. <laughs> going to the end, when they have that whole assembly with all the girls and everything, and the one dude. <laughs> I can't even remember his name. <laughs> no, Damien. Yeah, and the girl who doesn't even go here. <laughs> well, that was I think that was a little bit later when they were doing the trust fall. But when she's just yeah. talking to him and she's talking about like you guys have to stop calling each other bitches and whores, right? And I, even when that movie came out, to this day cannot stand it when somebody calls me a name like that in an quote unquote endearing way. That's not endearing. Right. I mean, I, I've kind of, be, I, I'm, I am kind of behind the idea of embracing the some of these terms and saying, you know, like instead of letting it be a derogatory name, being like, nah, I am a badass bitch, and say like having it in that way, like reclaiming the name, so it's not something that can be used in such a derogatory way. I, I don't think calling each other hoes, like I'm not, I think that's kind of fallen out of fashion anyway. I, I think so. I mean, I'm not up with the hip lingo. <laughs> lingo? Lingo? <laughs> You're not up with Legos? Uh, no. I, I have Legos, but I said Lango. I didn't mean to. <laughs> oh, you said Lego. Oh, I love Legos. Like, I don't think I'm ever too old to play with Legos. Anyway, yeah. but the, like the younger generation's lingo, I 
don't understand and sometimes I ask Lorelai for help. That's funny. Um, like, what does that mean? Uh, but I hope people aren't calling each other whores anymore, like, or any other pick a like term and right. insert here. I just uh, bad phrasing, but I I don't think that that was like why why was that a thing? I don't understand. Like I didn't like I when people know. call me that. I'm like I don't right. Well, I think. Now, I think part of the reason that, like, calling each other whore or whatever has gone out of fashion is because we're realizing that slut-shaming is a problem. Like, hey, um, you know, sex is sex, and it's not something to be throwing around and being like, oh, you're a lesser person because of that. And so I think that's part of why it's fallen out of... Yeah, society has growth too. We don't want society to be like, you haven't changed at all. Yeah, I mean, that's what we want as a society is to learn and grow. So yeah, I mean, I think that there's a lot of good things that we can draw from that movie. There's some things that we could draw from that movie to say, hey, let's never let this happen again. Like the fashion choices. Oh my God. Oh, that that dress that she wears for the party when... um, That's like barely covering her bosoms and like the bra that's hanging out of it yes yes and like i'm like it's it's an awful dress awful the hot pink does not go with her red hair the like it's the wrong color for her complexion it's the wrong it's just it's just an ugly dress oh my god it is it is but oh it's awful but even like aside from it clashing with her complexion it's like three inches long and like barely she's 16 years old and it's like barely covering anything on the top and her bra is hanging out mm-hmm. and like all of their like things that they would wear like their bra is hanging out and I was like I don't but that was the fashion at the time like I remember going to a store to shop for bras and they would make the bra straps like bright and vibrant and in animal print and stripes and whatever designs on there with the intent that your bra straps are going to be hanging out. Right. Why it looks strange. And in particular, like if you're not wearing an animal print shirt and then you're having, you know, your animal print bra strap hang out, like that's weird. But like it, it was just very strange. Well, they still do it now just with lacy instead. That it's just like, oh, well, this has the super intricate lacy back because your top is not going to have a back. So you have your pretty lacy bra hanging out the back. Like, it's it's, it's the same same story, different part. I guess I'm just not um, shopping at these stores where my back is going to be hanging out. Because I don't want, I personally do not want my back hanging out. I'm not saying that other people and shouldn't be doing this. You do what you feel comfortable with. And what makes you feel good about yourself. But I don't want my back hanging out. So I, I do either. not browse for clothes that have a backless shirt. I have one backless shirt. Mm-hmm. And I wear a shirt underneath it. And I right. get compliments on it all the time. Yeah. No, I, I don't like having my back hanging out either. Right. For, for multiple reasons. Like, it's just... Anyway, but yeah, it's just... There was, there was some poor fashion choices made... And I, yeah. you know, hope some of those things don't go back in style. Right. Well, and then, 
I, I kind of want to talk about what I cannot remember the the girl's name that's you know one of the the kids that initially befriends Katie. I cannot remember her name. That that is like no, you have to go and join the plastics to bring them down from oh, the inside. Um, what is her name? I know the actress's name. I know you who you're talking about, yeah. but I can't I can't think of her name. Anyone now. who's seen anyone who's seen the movie, you know who I'm talking about. Angsty girl. She is pressures Katie to say, "Hey, go join the plastics so that you can you can bring them down from the inside." So like Regina is set up as like she's the villain of this story, but honestly, Regina would have been somebody that Katie would have just ignored and just been like okay, whatever, and moved on with their life if it wasn't for the pressure from her friend, her yeah. quote friend, because that's not really something that a true friend is going to do. Like, honestly, she's the bad guy in this story. Yeah. In and a lot of ways. Even at the end, when they're doing the trust fault, she's not really sorry. She doesn't apologize for what she's done. No. No, she she doesn't have much growth either. However, I will say that had she, I mean, she does at the very, very end, but had she not done all of this, like the whole fallout thing wouldn't happen, the whole jungle fighting in school would never have happened. Right. I mean, it, it all, it, it sets the plot into motion. It does. But that's not something that somebody should be pressuring you to do anyway. Right. Right. But no, I agree. Like she's the they're both bad people. Yeah. They're both they're both awful just in different ways. Yeah. I, I'm not saying that just because somebody asks you to ditch class that means that they're a bad friend, but no. I, I mean not a good influence, not somebody no. I want my kid to be ditching class with, but that doesn't mean they're necessarily a bad friend. I, I mean, I'm not gonna say that I didn't ditch class a couple times. It happened. I, I mean, I'm sorry. You can't give someone a free period, then give someone a class, and then lunch, and not expect them to ditch that class. Because right. that's what happened to me, and I did. Uh, you know, I had Take a three-hour a... lunch. <laughs> right. Uh, I had a. You know, you you did too. A lot of times that eighth period class. So in our school, you had class. Most people's school ended at seventh period. But there were like two, one or two classes, mm -hmm. just one, just one class that took place during eighth period after everybody else was leaving. And, uh, and it was, it was magicals, like advanced choir. And uh, yeah, a couple times here and there, I'd be like, I don't want to. And I'd go and get ice cream with friends after school, after school for them during my last period class. Things like that. Or like... Our school, the first period, was two classes. You either had marching band or you had newspaper. Those were the two first period classes. And then everything else everything else was second through seventh period. And right. so I know plenty of people that ditched their first period because they wanted to sleep. Right. Yeah. And, and genuinely, like, if you are taking any of these classes, you you're taking them because you know it's going to happen. You know you like the that subject. Yeah. Otherwise, you wouldn't be there. You wouldn't be doing it. And so I think most of the time, like, while the teachers were annoyed that you would miss these classes, unless you were doing it routinely, they'd be like, look, you're here most of the time. You're putting in the work most of the time. Yeah, you know. Yeah. 
they might express concern and say like, hey, you're here all the time. Like, how come you're suddenly like ditching class, whatever. But again, that goes into having a teacher that cares like Tina Fey's character. Right. And even the principal I, cares. So, yes, absolutely. He does. Um, and I'm talking about that, about teachers who care and all that. Our choir teacher was an interesting man. Uh, you know, Mr. Hatter, if you're listening, you know, awesome. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> but I actually was looking back through my old yearbooks uh, when we moved three years ago now. And I was just flipping through, just was like, oh, you know, remembering what people had written. And I came across Mr. Hatter had signed my yearbook, like, further back in the book like next to a group choir photo not in the the front or back so i had missed what he had said um and i don't remember the exact wording but it was basically something along the lines of um you're better than you think you are quit selling yourself short and i was just like oh mr hatter that's like the sweetest thing and it made me tear up and it's making me tear up right now so mr hatter if you're listening i didn't appreciate it then i didn't notice then but i appreciate it now and i remind myself of that sometimes if i'm being hard on myself i'm like quit selling yourself short heather mr hatter said so <laughs> <laughs> he was a really good teacher so i guess i would say that if anyone really supported and encouraged me in school it was mr hatter yeah he was a unique individual, but he was really, really, he was a teacher that was really passionate about what he was doing. And really that passion was infectious. infectious. Yes. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. Like you didn't want to get him angry, but sure. I mean, he, he was so passionate and he was just so happy and just, wanted everyone to experience the same joy out of music that he did and he tried to pass that passion onto others yeah and, so. and if you if you caught it you caught it hard you were like yes this is awesome i love this enthusiasm and those who didn't they were like oh my god this guy why is he so excited about this stupid jazz song like, <laughs> I mean, some, I mean, I, to an extent, I'm still like that. I'm like, it just because jazz isn't really my thing. I mean, certain jazz I like, but some like when you get like wild and crazy jazz, I'm like, eh. he he really loved jazz. But yeah, he was he just so passionate about his his music that he just wanted to pass it on to the next generation. And I cannot remember if he's still teaching there. I believe he's still is i think he is so hopefully i hopefully he is because i mean i enjoyed him as a teacher but yeah so i think i think the takeaways that we can take from mean girls is to not get pressured into doing things that you don't want to do yeah. and you know i don't know like be nice to each other like stop letting toxic femininity because there you know we you today you hear about toxic masculinity well, there is such a thing as toxic femininity as well. You have both have it in both worlds. So yes. toxicity is toxicity. So just be aware of it and try to stay with it. And the best way to do that is just be nice to everybody. Yeah. I mean, don't don't let people manipulate you and walk all over you. Don't become a doormat. Stand up for yourself. Right. But be nice. Remember the difference between being likable and being enviable and realize that it's 
you can get a lot farther in life when people genuinely like you versus when they just want what you've got. Yeah. Those are my thoughts. I mean, it's a cute movie. It's fun. You know, and uh, if you want to wear pink on Wednesdays, then you can sit with us. <laughs> what about where, if I wear jeans? Can I wear jeans? Only on Fridays. Okay, well. Which I'm is not- also a rule at our office, but that's just the dress code that casual Fridays we're allowed to wear jeans, and we cannot wear jeans if it's not a Friday. Um, but the uh, the Wednesday thing is unofficially part of the dress code. Well, um, I will not be sitting with you because... I wear jeans every day. Actually, I, that's a lie. Most days I wear like pajama pants. Pajamas. All day. Well, you can't wear sweats either, except on Fridays. Well, I wouldn't wear sweats necessarily out in public unless I was going to a gym. My dog is coming next to me and he is very excited because we're getting ready to head out as a family. All right. Well, we should wrap things up then. And say thank you for listening, everybody. Remember to like, subscribe, rate, review, all of that good stuff. And you can contact us with your thoughts, your questions, um, anything you'd like us to talk about in future episodes. Uh, Contact us at the sister element on Instagram, or um, you can email us at the sister element at gmail.com. Yeah. And we hope to hear from you. And thank you again for listening. And we love you. Bye. See you Wednesday. Hey, guys. We just wanted to let you know that we are going to be taking a hiatus for the holidays. Don't worry. We are going to spend some time with our family, but we will be back in the new year with new episodes. Uh, this time we're releasing every other week. Happy holidays, guys, and we will see you in the new year. Keep checking back to our Instagram. We'll still be posting things. Take a peek for our Thanksgiving recipes. Maybe we'll drop some Christmas recipes in there because we have some pretty good family Christmas recipes, I think, too. So, yeah, and then share your recipes that you want us to share with everyone. So, yeah, give us those because we have all kinds. like. Because food is our love language. It is, really. Like, I mean, I feel like food is the universal love language. But, yeah, so we just just want to let you guys know that we're going to be taking a break. And we'll come back after the new year. We hope you guys have a wonderful holiday season, whatever holidays you celebrate during that season. Happy holidays. Happy new year. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.